Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. Alright, morning Facebook, how you doing? Nick James here with the amazing Tony V. What hey. a phenomenal time to be alive. So um, this morning we are we're doing yet another video interview. This is the second in the series that I'm calling the Meet the Experts Weekend, um, where I'm interviewing various experts from within our team at Expert Empires on various subjects that are going to help you grow your expert business. Last uh, last night, uh, yesterday evening, 8.30pm, I had uh, Mac talking about list building and how to use Facebook ads to spread your message, reach more people. And this morning, I'm joined by the legend, mm-hmm. our spiritual guru, as I like to call him, the amazing Tony V. Hey, good to be here. Good to be here. So um, the purpose of this, if, if you didn't tune into yesterday evening's uh, stream with Mac, the purpose of this Meet the Experts weekend, first of all, it's to provide great value to our community here on Facebook, on my profile, my page, in our group, we're using StreamYard so we can hit up all of those, uh, all of those different platforms at once. Um, so the purpose is a to give you some great training, great content, great value for free. The second reason is to give you a sneak preview, if you like, um, into some of what we cover at our Expert Empires Accelerator, which um, I'm pleased to announce we are back running live events of course um we are restricted on numbers 30 people max in our training center in birmingham but the first expert empires accelerator live will be happening in september um and we're going to be deep diving everything we're talking about here in the meet the experts weekend um i've just dropped the link where you can get all the information about the expert empires accelerator into the chat tickets are on sale yet but um, you can get on the priority list, which means when they do go on sale, you'll get 50% off on your ticket. You'll also get a free upgrade if you're one of the first few to buy from general to VIP or from VIP to elite, which gives you a load of extra goodies. So links in the chat. So let's get cracking with this morning's interview, um, which I've titled The Red World versus The Green World. How to get yourself at a 10 out of 10 every day. So first of all, TV. Tell us about what's the overarching philosophy that you've created around the red world and the green world? Yeah, cool. Um, so, yeah, the, the key thing that, you know, I have been doing personal development, spiritual development for 20-odd years. And very early on, um, I learned a thing, one thing that was really fascinated me. Uh, if you want to be successful. Now, obviously, different people frame success in different ways. But, you know, success will mean what it means to you. But... The key thing that I think I took, which a lot of people sort of ignore, um, is the psychology of success, if you think about it like that. And it was sort of said to me, uh, I mean, we have just an amazing team of people at Expert Empires. And Nick is like, masterminders, uh, master strategician. You know, strategy is his thing. You can ask him any question about any strategy. He's got an answer there straight away. Now, can everybody do those strategies? Sadly, not, you know. So 
what prevents one person being able to implement a fantastic strategy and the next person maybe, you know, having a good go but not being able to do it? And the truth is it's the psychology that's going on in their head. So um, over a bit of time, rather than dive into psychology, because that's an ology and that's like a science and that many people don't want to like that. That's why they ignore it, I think. They think, oh, it's a big long word with an ology on the end. That's all too complicated. Just give me the strategy and I'll be fine. Yeah. So what I did, which was probably one of my gifts, I guess, over time, is to take something that's relatively complex and make it uh, simple to understand and simple to improve. So I created this model called uh, the red world versus the green world, yeah? So what does that mean? So obviously you're looking at like a split screen here, which is quite a good example, to be honest. So imagine half of the, got a red shirt on, so I'm sitting in <laughs> in the red field, okay? So imagine that humans live in, you know, or have the ability to live in two fields. Um, and I'm in the red one and Nick's in the green one. Now, if you had to label those two other than, you know, uh, red and green, which is the way I've done it, um, red sort of is like the universal colour for, for danger. You know, if you go on the beach and there's a red flag out there, they go, you know, don't go in the water. Maybe it could be sharks, could be currents, but it's bloody dangerous, so don't go in there. Um, and that sort of makes you sort of step back and go, right, okay, I need to be a bit more responsible here. And, but actually what it does is it activates your fight and flight system, which is what the red world really is. So it makes you a bit fearful of what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to happen, but somebody said, oh, my God, that's dangerous, don't do that. So you back off, yeah? And um, in, the, in, the, in the sort of a sense of the way the red field works, um, how many people live in there compared to live in the green field? Because, look, here's the thing. that We're supposed to have some fear. We're supposed to, but only in an emergency, like, you know, the sharks in the water don't go in there. You're going to get eaten type thing. But what's happened to humans over time is that this has crept more and more into their everyday life. And inadvertently, they're living in a fear that is like irrational. So we're, we're, we're careful going forward of so much that actually we stay hung back. So you see the people being more successful, they're more like ready to move towards, take action. In fact, in, in our values in, in the business, we have one of our values is dynamic and daring. And I always go, look, Nick is probably the most dynamic and daring person I know. And he's prepared to go outside of his comfort zone, try something on, see if it fits, find out what works, test and measure it. If it works, do more of it. If it doesn't, then let's just do something different, change our approach, basically. But actually, for most people that are struggling, I just noticed that they, they're standing back. They're thinking there's sharks in the water when there's actually no red flag. There, there is no flag, but the flag's in their mind. So they just go, oh, so it's, it's almost like risk. Uh, people uh, have become like risk averse rather than, you know, look, we're naturally, especially men more so than women, but that's a big argument. <laughs> men, men are definitely meant to take some, you know, risks. They were designed to, to go out and build, conquer, create, all of that sort of stuff. So we have a left uh, uh, brain approach to life, which is a bit risky. You know, in the old hunter build, we'd have to go out there and hunt, and there's always a bit of a risk that, you know, you might get, trampled on by a wildebeest or whatever you were hunting, you know. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's the red field. The thing is, numbers-wise, about 96% of all humans live in that field. 
Now, I would say there's a gateway towards the green field, but most people are in the red field and it's so crowded they can't even see the gate. But like I always say that, you know, myself and Nikki, my amazing wife, Nick's mum, uh, we stand by the gate and go, look, it's it's over here. It's over here. You know, if you come over here, we'll show you how to start to control these, what I call irrational bits. So, uh, and then as you make your way through the other side, what happens is you sort of turn from a, a fear of uncertainty into not a loving of uncertainty, but knowing that if you go into an uncertain place, that you as an individual will be able to deal with that. That's what you want uh, to be. And that's your sort of first step into the green field. So, so there you so go. I suppose that normally takes two. No, no, no. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you. We've had lots of comments from people saying, yeah, love this. Um, and they agree with a lot of the principles you shared. I mean, from my point of view, putting a, a, a growing a business filter on all of this i go look so if you're trying to grow your expert business as a coach a consultant a speaker a trainer an author a mentor some kind of expert and you're living in the red world which by the way statistically tony's done the research 96 percent of the population are living in the red world they're living in fear not only are you going to be physically unable, I can give you the best marketing sales strategy in the world, but if you're in the red world, you're not going to do it. Or if you do it, you're not going to do it as well as you might do if you're in the green world. So what that means is 96% of people are set up for failure anyway, just because of their psychologists, because they're in fear. And so um, I, I really believe that none of the strategies, tactics, that the so-called gurus teach will help you if you don't get this nailed first. And 96% of people, as you know, are living in fear. So this is like crucial. The second reason I think this is important, more important to us in the expert industry than any other business is like, if I'm looking to hire a coach or if I'm looking to go to an event to be inspired by somebody or I want to follow an influencer on social media or I want to listen to somebody's podcast, I don't want to follow somebody who's in the red world. I don't want to follow somebody who's not living their life or I don't feel a living their life at a 10 out of 10 and, and achieving results that I aspire to achieve. So I, I would argue that, first of all, no strategy or tactics is going to help you if you're in the red world. And secondly, that you are going to repel people away from you if you're in the red world. So you, you, you literally have to get this nailed um it's, it's absolutely critical to get out of fear so look we, we've you know we haven't got a huge and, and this is a big subject of course um which we deep dive at the expert empires accelerator there's a link in the comments we're back live if you haven't if you've only just joined us here by the way we're back live in september running the expert empires accelerator at our training center of course we're taking a number of precautions the queen of health and safety, Nikki V, is uh, all over it, making sure that we're we're max capacity of 30 people. Um, but you can get all the information about the accelerator, the links in the comments, um, and you'll see that you can get tickets at a big discount when they go on sale, free upgrades, all, all kinds of good stuff. So we've only got a short period of time now, TV. So maybe just give us like, what are a couple of key things that people that are watching this and 96% of people are in the red world. 
what are a few of the key things that people can do to live in the green world more of the time? Yeah, so uh, I, I think that's a great question. There's a couple of key distinctions. Firstly, you know, like the most green people that have ever walked the planet um, would be like your avatars, you know, people like, you know, Krishna, Buddha, Mahami, Jesus, those sorts of people. Now, first thing is we don't need to be that good. We don't need to be that green. To, you know, you only need to be a little bit green. So we only need to step into the green field. And interestingly, you know, once you become more green, the people that are near the gate, as I call them, and there's millions and millions and millions of people that are near the gate, um, they, they aspire to be more green. So that is our world. So we actually, if, you, if the more green you are, the more people you attract, sort of moth to a light, that type of thing. So I think this is why it's absolutely fundamental as an expert that at least, you know, come to the gate, have a good look at it, and then you've got to attempt to step through it. Now, there's sort of like a barrier there, yeah? And the barrier, um, the barrier has got a couple of words written on it, which you have to embrace. And you have to go, right, okay, do I already embrace these words or not? And the truth is that most people don't. I have a sort of a test, a strategy thing. I did it the other week at an event. And literally, I can walk you through this process. And I get to this word, this one word, which is your first step into the green field. And people like, they like they, they back off. It's very amazing, yeah? So you've got to move towards the barrier. And, of course, most people, when they move towards the barrier, just back off anyway. If you think, like, I'm drunk. What, what do I do? Most people turn around and go back the other way. Well, when I, what I sort of argue is, but supposing it was an automatic barrier, all you've got to do is drive really close to it and then bloody hell, it lifts up, you know. But to drive really close to it, like touch your bumper on it almost, you have to trust that it's going to open. So my first word that gives you access into the green world is to trust. Now, what, what do you need to trust? I think a couple of things, really. First, you need to trust yourself which you know that sounds ridiculous but so many people don't trust themselves that's why they stay back so trust and belief you could call it a belief in yourself that this is all possible um is crucial uh, the second word i always use um is if this takes a bit of courage yeah because like you're gonna go it's a star trek thing you know you're gonna go where you've never been before yeah if you're prepared to step up and go where you've never been before that takes courage. So if you have a dial that's got courage written on it, you've got to turn that up full. And then you move towards the gate, trusting that it will lift up, and it will. Now, this all sounds very philosophical, but the principle is is absolutely there, you know? Like courage and trust are two, well, courage is an emotional thing that you can turn on. You can literally have it or not have it. You know, you can choose to be courageous. That's the point. So if you choose to be more courageous, be a bit more dynamic and daring than you normally are. It's not, you step into a bit of uncertainty, knowing that whatever happens, that you will be able to deal with whatever happens. Like, just imagine, like, our minds got thinking something terrible is going to happen, and that's why we're stepping back. Whereas, actually, when you step into it, nothing really terrible happens. But if something, you know, hard happens, you just have to say to yourself, well, can I deal with that? And the truth is, we can. So with a bit of courage and trust into the that it's not going to be as tough as you think it is, then suddenly things become things that you thought were not possible become possible. Yeah. Um, so, I, want to, I want to highlight that you just said because you mentioned trust, you mentioned courage, and you mentioned a word once that I was like, 
that's it for me, like as far mm. as I'm concerned. And it's the words uncertainty. And I think mm. there's so many people who are quote unquote spiritual. And by the way, um, my experience is the more somebody says how spiritual they are, the less evolved they actually tend to be. And the more in the red world they often are, um, which is just my the way that I see it. But I think some, most people who seem or, or have, uh, they, they perceive that they've evolved and that they're, they're you know, well, well developed and have really worked on their mindset, they still have a massive issue dealing with uncertainty. Mm. And if you and, and so you mentioned let, like trust and courage. In order to embrace trust and courage, you have to also embrace uncertainty. You have to let go of the need for certainty to have all the answers for everything to be perfect before you take an action. Absolutely. And I think yes, that's what holds so many people back that I see in our industry who you know who are high, they're talented and they're skilled and they've got the potential to help literally thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people. And they don't because they can't let go of certainty and comfort and embrace uncertainty. Um, and I do think, you know, you, you, you kindly say that, like, you know, I embrace dynamic and daring because I, I've learned over the years to just be okay with uncertainty. And the more uncertain I am about something, I've learned that the more I tend to throw myself into it, which, by the way, doesn't always work. But... I've realised that what's the worst that can happen? The worst that can happen is, I don't know, you make a mistake, you lose some money, whatever. Um, but the, you cannot have the success you want, build the expert business, the expert empire, as we call it, you want, unless you let go of certainty, embrace uncertainty and move forward. Um, so, so I mean, what, what advice would you give to someone, Tone? I know that a lot of people who are watching this um, and we know 96% of people are in the red world. Um, but but my argument would be that the vast majority of those 96% aren't even aware that they're in the red world. They just don't know. Yeah. And by the way, this definitely is not me saying I am like some spiritual guru and I'm in the green all the time. I'm not. I'm human. So you know me as well as anyone. I'm not in the green world all the time. Yeah. Um, but what I have managed to do in a business context is relieve myself from fear and embrace uncertainty so that I can push forward and get a great result. So, um, yeah, I, I guess the question is for those who are watching this um, and resonate with the idea of, like, I don't like taking risks, I don't like going into uncertainty, what what advice can you give them to start to get more comfortable with that? Yeah, so I think um, the, the, the analogy that I like to use is that when you're uncertain, theoretically, activated this part of you which is the fight and flight part of you so you've got like what that means is you've got a chemical concoction going around you which puts you in emergency mode and which puts you in a sort of self-protection mode so we have to overcome that but the first way to overcome it is to become aware that you're doing it yeah now you're doing it mostly unconsciously so you don't know you're doing it that's exactly right what you said Nick. so most people don't know they're doing it so to become aware that you're doing it notice when when you hold back like you'll have a point at which you'll go to and then you'll, yeah now for a lot of people in the expert world that's well before they they need to because the success will live beyond where they're prepared to go so you've got to like move where you're prepared to go so that's why i quite like the words test and measure you know like if you test something so I always say, look, a lot of people would tell you to have a plan, 
we do planning, but that's different to having a plan, I think. Yeah, <laughs> planning something is, you know, yeah, but look, I'm prepared to adjust with my plan. Whereas if I have to have a, a plan that gives me certainty before I start, you'll never get all your ducks in a row because ducks move around. They like you, you just get them in place and then they move. So you cannot have that level of certainty. I'm going to give you a great quote on plan and planning from, um, I heard it from Keith Cunningham. I don't know if someone else, I'm I'm pretty sure it's somebody else. I forget who. And he says, plans are useless, but the planning process is invaluable. Oh, very nice. Very nice. I have another one. I'll go with that. Yeah. That's why I'd I'd, I'd really go for testing something, yeah, because if you have, if, like, I would say plan's a four-letter word. If you cross that out and swapped it for test, which is also a four-letter word, and just go, let's just try that on. Let me see what happens to your energy. Does it, like, go down, stay the same, or go up? Well, for most people, if a plan fails, their energy goes down and they, they then actually just sabotage their own success. Whereas you have a test, you go, right, if the test gives you a result, now you can go to the next test, yeah? So it doesn't drag your energy down. In fact, if the test is positive, it will drag your energy more towards it. So I think the testing and measuring is a phenomenal um, way to approach it. There are more than that, but that's you ask for one, that, that would be one way I'd think about it, yeah. Well, and, and again, it's just a it's it's a mindset. It's a, it's yeah. a, a way of thinking to say, well, how would it be that when I'm doing this thing that I'm a bit uncertain about and I've never done before, how would it be if it's just a test? Yeah. And the test can work or not work, and if it doesn't work, I learn what didn't work and I do something different. It's a different. A lot of people, I think, think when I do something new, if it doesn't work, I fail. Absolutely, absolutely. One that's used in personal development is the Edison Bell with the light bulb, you know, when he wanted to, he knew that he could make a bulb light up. They'd managed to make arc lights and things that sort of flashed, but they never made an element that stayed alight for a long period of time. So literally every day he sort of went to work and he'd go, I know it can be done. I just don't know how to do it. So he lined up a test and then like pulled the big thing and then it'd blow up. But because he had the mentality of test, what he did is he took notes of what didn't work to make sure that he didn't do that again so that every experiment he did was a new experiment. And eventually, eventually, um, he managed to make it stay alive. And here we are today. You know, if it hadn't have been for his tenacity, most people, it said, give up after three goes. He, he, he famously took, like, 999 or 1,000 goes, yeah? And funnily enough, we, we, last night I had a conversation with Mac Um in the first in this series of uh, interviews in the Meet the Experts weekend, and we actually had the same conversation about Facebook advertising. We were like, people give up too yeah. quickly. They don't. They just go, Facebook ads don't work for me. And by the way, we could we could apply this to anything. They could go, oh, you know, that that email campaign didn't work for me, or that approach to sales didn't work for me, or that price point for this program doesn't work for me, and they dismiss it without really thoroughly testing again and again and again. Um, so, by the way, we've got we've got a couple of questions. I've got seven minutes left on the clock, so a couple of questions we're going to take in a moment. By the way, um, if you tuned in here and you've found this valuable, useful, interesting, please, a um, couple of things. First of all, give us the likes and the loves. Just click the like, the little thumbs up like button, or even the loves, if you thought this was great and it really 
supported you and helped you. Um, second thing, please, if you're watching this on my Facebook page, please feel free to hit the share button uh, and share this with your friends, colleagues, audiences on Facebook. We'd really appreciate you helping us spread this word. Thank you, Sharon, says she shared it for us. Um, so actually, Sharon, um, I'm going to go to your question first. So, Tone, I hope you're ready for this. This is a, a big I saw the question. I went, do we really want to pull up that thread? Um, but you know what? I'm going to go for it. I'm a bit uncertain. I'm going to go into uncertainty with you. So Sharon has asked, Tony, what are your views on the red world now since March? So I think what Sharon's saying is since COVID and lockdown, what are your views of, about this philosophy, red world, green world? How has it shown up um, over the last few months? Yeah, no, it's a very interesting question, and I'll try and do my best not to go into too much, <laughs> but give you a, an overview, yeah? But if you think about it, have, ask yourself the question, as you observe everything, has the fear button been turned up, stayed the same, or been turned down? So what I observe is it's definitely up. Now, what uh, makes it go up? That's without a question. Like, that is not your opinion. That is, yeah. like, not you could debate that. Having said that, that means, you know, the 96% are less likely to be moving towards the barrier because the COVID thing is a massive distraction. So all the time you're distracted, then you're not focused. Yeah. Now, success in business comes from focus. Success in anything comes from focus. So uh, what, we're, what we're having happen is our focus taken away from us Two things like, you know, I won't go into whether it's good, bad or indifferent, but let's just say the news media are focusing on, well, firstly, what did they do? I've always called the news at 10, death at 10 anyway, because it's always at, you know, they died of when they died, it's a war or someone's been murdered or whatever. That's always top of the news, yeah? Now, of course, this was like gold dust to them, because now every day we've got like, instead of having the football tables, we've got the league tables of death and disaster, yeah? So this turns up people's fear. Why? Because the number one fear a human has is dying. So, um, yeah, and, and I, I think that the, if you were to move in the green, into the green field and firmly live in the green field, you would not be afraid of dying. And so, look, the, the death thing is definitely a, a very big thing that's utilised, whether deliberately or not. Many people think it is, many people think it isn't. But I've also noticed in our audience, which is very interesting just to watch our audience, the um, the red dial has not hit those people as hard as the general people. So when we've done like some sort of survey, um, it's roughly, I would say, 50-50. So that means people in the expert space, they're, they're a bit more predisposed to taking a risk. So, for example, just coming to our building, you know, we did a bit of a who, Nick did a bit of a survey, who would like to come, who wouldn't. And it was about half going, no, I'm not ready yet. And the other half going, I can't, I can't wait to get out. I'm fed up with being stuffed in and I don't care about the virus. Not don't, don't care is probably too far, but I'm okay with it. You know, I'm okay with it. So I believe if you want to be in the expert field, then actually you need to move towards the green because, look, it's about trust. It, I said Brexit was the same. You know, we were 50-50, yeah? And if you go, the people that were pro-Brexit trusted it would all be fine. And the people who were anti-Brexit thought it's all going to be a disaster. 
that is your red and green world. So really, I believe you can be, I would say, rather than decide whether you're red or green or anybody else is red or green, just sort of be the observer. Put yourself in the observer position and, and observe what's going on, preferably without judgment, because that will cloud your view. And then you'll get a sense of whether we're operating on mass in a more red way or uh, are we moving more towards the green or moving towards the red? So uh, um, I think I'll leave the rest to you. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So uh, Mahini's just asked, what's the red world? Mahini, we're, um, we, we've covered that in this uh, short training. So once we finish the live broadcast, you'll be able to go back and watch it from the start and get that question answered rather than us going over old ground. Um, and this isn't really a question, more of a statement, but I'm going to put it up here from Ian. Uh, Ian, who's one of our uh, amazing mastermind members, says, I think I'm in the green field. Um, I just need to know how to operate better in there. And I'm going to comment on this first time for you. I think that, um, as you said, you know, in our community, um, where people tend to have invested, you know, time and, and energy in their personal development, in their mindset and their, and their psychology, um, you know, of course, I think most people in, in our community probably have had experiences of living in the green world um, and have also and still do have experiences of living in the red world. By the way, we, I think it's important to say it's not like you're one or the other. It's not black and white. It's not like you're either in the red world all the time or you're in the green world all the time. Chances are you're living both at various times, but what are the percentages? So, you know, if you're like 90% in the red world, 10% in the green world, the question is, how could I move the dial so that I'm spending more of the time in the green world? Which I think it's what Ian's asking. He's saying, I think I'm in the green field um, or green world. I need to know how to operate better in there or maybe be in that world more often. And I think that's an important distinction because if we see it as black and white, we actually set ourselves up to fail a lot. Yeah. Because no, I, I would argue that nobody, not even Tony V, although he's 99%, I'm sure, like, no one lives in the green world 100% of the time. It's just like, it's unrealistic to expect that. But the question is, how can you move the dial to spend more of the time in the green world? There's a couple of things, really. So um, firstly, um, become self, super self-aware. So like, turn the dial up on awareness so that you're measuring your measuring your mood, you could call it. I always call it your emotions. Be aware, aware of your emotions. Where are your emotions? If you're in a negatively emotional state, you're definitely in the red field. Um, does that, and, and, and certainly if, you, if, if you're in a positive state, uh, then you're more likely to be in the green world, like happy, joyous, you know, blissed. And, you know, there's loads, there's, incredibly, there's more red words, of course, to describe a negative state than there are green words that describe a green state. So just become aware of your emotionality, I think, is one thing. I think, secondly... Um, I want to jump on that, measure, like consciously measuring it regularly. So we, we measure um, our energy in, in our company uh, individually every single week. So every single week we monitor with every single member of our team, scale of zero to 10, where was your energy last week? You know, it's, it's I suppose, another way of saying um, red world, green world. But yeah. um, so we measure it, we're consciously aware of it, which, you know, and the fact is, what you measure improves just by virtue of the fact that you measure it. Yeah, and I think uh, the second step I was called is like acceptance. 
It's an acceptance that you're doing the red world. You're doing it to yourself. It's not happening to you, okay? Because the world of where we blame, for example, you know, things aren't going well. Um, and so what we tend to do, this is a very good uh, indicator as to whether you're operating in a more red or green way, is that you'll tend to blame something outside of yourself, often a situation or a circumstance. Um, we saw this massively at the beginning of the COVID thing, where people are like, well, look, people are shutting their businesses down. Like, there is an opportunity, there's always opportunities. Now, obviously, some businesses were blighted for, you know, just because they're in the wrong place at the wrong time. But the attitude in your head of being able to pivot was like very, very key. And we definitely saw a few masterminders like, ooh, going to the red, but we were able to flip them. I was talking to one yesterday, like, he's getting so much success now, he can't believe it. But I remember having that conversation about him operating in a red way. It's like battening down all the hatches instead of being a bit dynamic and daring and going, right, what could I do? You see, the red world, as soon as you go into that fearful place, you shut down all possibilities. So, you, you know, you need to keep those possibilities open. But I think from Ian's viewpoint, the way to just um, is be the observer of yourself. Just be very self-aware. Our new seventh value in our business self-aware where am i and then know that once you, you you become aware if you're in the red don't beat yourself up just go right i recognize i've got this negative emotion going on and then you know one of my favorite tools is to say i i i sort of am choosing right now not to be here anymore and all you have to do is really change focus because you'll notice when you're in the red, your focus is on something that's not empowering you. It's disempowering you. And generally speaking, you're the victim of it. So you'll be blaming someone else or something else for your situation. That is the classic red, okay? So once you take ownership of this situation, whatever it is, um, you can take ownership, then somehow you turn your power up. You start to move towards the green. Now, then if you make some new decisions from that place, you trust, make some new decisions, step into that uncertainty, as Nick said. I would say, look, one of the things to do with uncertainty is to get a bit excited about uncertainty. Like, be excited about not knowing what's going to happen. As long as you've got the mindset that says, well, whatever happens, I can deal with it, that's going to be good. Whereas if you if you go, you know, scared of uncertainty, then you will just back off. It's like that is your, 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 the mind part of you that is designed to protect you when there's a real danger. But just notice when you go into that, is this a real danger? Am I threatened? Well, probably not, but, you know, our mind will have us believe that. So uh, we have to overcome that. And that's why it's, you know, people use my mindset as a, as a description of solving this. But actually, you know, I've always said, well, I noticed it just by chance, actually. We call our thing mastermind. And really, it is about mastering your mind. You know, if you master your mind, you'll master your business. That's the way I see it. 100%. Um, Tony V, thank you for joining us this morning. Everyone who's tuned in, really appreciate your comments. Um, and your, your participation and engagement. Um, please, uh, if you found this useful, valuable, insightful, please give us um, a little click on the likes and the loves. Uh, if you're watching on our Facebook page, we'd really appreciate you hitting the share button to share it with your uh, friends and your community. Um, this, uh, as I said, this series of Meet the Experts interviews over this weekend um, is designed to give you some great value. Hopefully you feel we've done that. And also to give you a preview 
of what we've got in store for you at our Expert Empires Accelerator training, which is live in our training center. We're back in live event mode, and I love it, uh, in September. So um, you can click on the link in the comments. I'll, I will just drop it in again in case you missed it earlier. So um, that's the link to go through to the page where you can see all the information, the dates, etc. And uh, you'll also notice that tickets aren't actually on sale right now if you're watching this live, um, but you can get on our priority notification list. And when you get on that list, um, it means that you'll get first chance to buy tickets. We're limited due to COVID, 30 people maximum in the training. So it's gonna be a small intimate training experience over the three days. Um, uh, and you get lots of access to me and Tony and the team, um, as well as the training we do dinners and lunches together and all sorts of great stuff where you can ask us questions. So literally it's like you're moving in with us for three days uh, and you get to you get access to all of our expertise. So um, as I said, when you get on the priority list, if you're one of the first few to buy tickets, you'll get a free upgrade on your ticket from general to VIP or VIP to elite. Gives you loads of extra valuable bonuses when you do that. Um, and uh, of course, when we put tickets on sale, they are going to be 50% off for a limited time. So you're going to bag yourself a big discount. So click on the link, get yourself on the priority notification list, and we'll look forward to seeing you in person at our very first live Expert Empires Accelerator in September at our training center. So um, thanks everyone for tuning in. Thanks, Tony V, for joining us. Remember, guys, as always, more you collect, more you collect. Thanks. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember, till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect.